Uh, welcome back to Tip Today. Now, as you know, Ellie was out and about for us uh, today, a historic uh, day in Rockwell College. They are now accepting young girls as uh, boarders there for the first uh, time. But Joel was on to us to say, and he's making an interesting point. He says, time is precious with your children. Uh, never mind sending them to boarding school. They grow up far too fast. And I probably would agree with uh, Joe. I couldn't. Uh, imagine um, sending the kids to boarding school. But there you go, it suits some people and it suits some kids as well, I suppose, depending. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Francis. Have a wonderful... Thank you very much indeed for that. Um, Martina was on to say, Eileen, you have me in tears here. Keep up the brilliant work and the very best of luck with it indeed. And that's Eileen who spoke to us about her work with North Tipperary Hospice. For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. Morning, Phil. Good morning, Fran. How are you today? Very good. Good, yeah. good. I'm delighted. What is the weather like out, out there? Because they locked me away here, you see, for a few hours. And I it, don't get the tell you what it is this morning. It's autumnal. Is it? Beautiful. Right. A little bit sharp. Okay. So I suppose it's going to be more comfortable weather for a lot of people. Yes, because we can't deal with heat. No, sure we, can. we can't deal with clammy. We can't deal with moist. We can't deal with seeing the mountains close. We can't deal with any of that. I know. I was at a gig in uh, Wexford last night and for the first time ever, I looked like Christy Moore after the gig. Like my shirt was ringing. And that yeah. rarely would happen to me. It was just intense heat. Well, I was at the gym yesterday and my shirt oh, also was ringing excuse after me. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's never something I'll get away with saying. I was at the gym. No, it's just yeah, one yeah. All right, then. The problems of the county, then. Let's go with letter number one, Phil. Dear Phil, my husband and I have been married for over 30 years and have a very happy relationship. A couple of weeks ago, my husband was very sick with a chest infection and was coughing and spluttering all night. So I went to the spare bedroom for a couple of nights until he recovered. The problem is... I loved it. I loved the peace and quiet. I got to read my book in peace. I put on my aromatherapy uh, diffuser, which my husband hates, and listened to sleep podcasts on nature noises. I had the best night's sleep of my life. I even started moving some things into the spare room, and I got lovely new sheets as well. The problem is, my husband has finally cleared his cough, He's looking to come back, but I've been putting him off. I mentioned the idea of sleeping in separate rooms some nights, and he got very offended and felt that it was a bad sign for our marriage. The way I see it, there's nothing wrong with the marriage at all, and in fact, I think separate rooms makes things better because I'm not annoyed with him keeping me awake, and I'm way more rested in the morning. But is he right, Phil? Is it a bad sign? Not at all. I just think there's a, a, a mismatch here in expectations. Like, she's getting a better sleep. He would probably get a better sleep. They're married 30 years. She's coming to that time in her life when she'll be kicking the duvet off, pulling the duvet on, night sweats, getting up, going to the loo, all the rest of it. That does disturb if you're sleeping in, in the same room as another person. And if you're sleeping in the same bed, I mean, it's, it really has an impact on the quality of their sleep. Mm. So there's there's huge advantages to having separate rooms um, because she can do what she likes to do. And if he doesn't like an, uh, um, those atomizers, it, it would drive it would drive him crazy. There's, um, you know, the temperature changes as well in terms of, you know, his needs for for heat might be different to hers. Course, now I know yes. you can get duvets now that have different togs on each side of the bed and all that, but sure, you know. Now I do think that maybe they need to discuss intimacy issues because it may be that 
that is what's bothering him. Mm. And I think if they they had some sort of an arrangement where there was an acknowledgement that going to a different room doesn't mean that the love has gone out of the marriage or the marriage is over. This is something that is working. And maybe she should just maybe go to the, the, the other room when he's gone asleep. Mm. Or maybe she should just go maybe a couple of nights a week. But you're saying talking about it and Do They'll have to about talk about it because yeah. I think the fact that he said there's... Um, he said he got very offended and he felt it was a bad sign for the marriage. Mm. It's not at all a bad sign for the marriage unless you want to... Unless Make he's worried that, about suppose, an yeah. aspect of, you know, and the intimacy issue could be a thing for him that he doesn't really want to talk about, but... Yeah. You know, so I think they need to have a chat. It's interesting that it was only when she moved out because of his coughing and spluttering that she realised the the pleasure of being on her own in, in a room and but, reading I mean, and listening yeah, to podcasts. And it's It's been a thing, I suppose. Both of us haven't been nurses for, for so many years. Um, night duty shifts and day shifts and people sleeping in the oh, day and course, people sleeping yes. the night. Yeah. You you know, there's there's a huge advantage to having the bed to yourself. Mm. And I think that that goes for both people. There is a huge advantage. Mm. It doesn't stop you doing anything else. And I think he might have a little concern because things are good between them and they seem to have a very good relationship. Yeah. But he, you know, and you know what? He might be feeling a little bit flattened as well after having such a serious and heavy cold. Hmm. So man, he might man be, flu, I suppose you're going to well, say. Well, do you know what? Some people do get it hard, I suppose. You know the kind of weather we've been having. There's a lot of people had the old chest infections and that. So I think they need to sit down and have a chat. And yeah. um, maybe she should ease off on moving the stuff into the other room. I thought that was it, a little... And making it into a nest. Like, it's yeah. a little bit exclusifying it, herself yeah. altogether. You know, the next thing he'll come in and find her all in pink. Lord God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what people might think about that. But right. but, but is that is that part of it? I mean, when you say what people might think, the optics of that, maybe that's sort of, you know. But who are, are you going to go and say, well, I, I actually don't go into the bedroom with, with my partner? Or am mm. I going to say something like that? Yes. It's it's not something that really would be. No, I'm just wondering about his concern about it, that maybe that could be something around that. Could it? No? Yeah, or it they're in separate rooms. Well, you see, that again is is so, like I mean, I think that's people's personal know, business. Do you know? Of course it is. Yeah, and yeah. it's what works for people as well. And I mean, I th- I think maybe she needs to tease it out a bit, and maybe she should just, you know, I mean, if she, <laughs> she's getting the room all nested up for herself. It could be kind of a. <laughs> I think it's a done deal. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. It? I think it's a done deal. He so I'd say he, he could be worried about that aspect of it. It was fine when he was ill yes. and needed to be asleep or awake or coughing or spluttering or whatever it was he was doing. But mm. um, yeah, I think she needed to to kind of ease back on sort of I'm moving out. All right. I think if she had a, an aromatherapy diffuser, I think <laughs> some fellas would be throwing her out. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but there you go. Anyway, letter number two. Dear Phil, I'm worried about my daughter's relationship with her best friend. They're both 17 and have been friends since they were 12. At first, there was a little gang of them, but the others faded away over time. And now it seems to be just my daughter and her friend and nobody else. My concern is that this friend is quite possessive of my daughter. When she isn't working, she wants to spend every day with her and go out almost every weekend. My daughter started a new job this summer and made some new friends who invited her out after a few weeks. When the friend heard about this, she got very annoyed and didn't speak to her for a few days because she wasn't invited. The next time my daughter was invited out, the friend tagged along, 
But according to my daughter, she didn't speak to anyone and made the night very uncomfortable. These two have such a close relationship that uh, they even applied to the same college and they're due to start next week. They're also in shared accommodation. I was hoping this would be a time for my daughter to branch out, make some new friends, move away from this very codependent relationship. But she sees nothing wrong with it. I'm wondering, what can I do? I think that um, her friend needs to be to realise that they're not a couple mm. um, and her friend could be very much lacking in confidence I'd say that could be part of it you know um, like th- she doesn't have ownership of this girl yeah. and I can see the mother's concern but like they do get on very very well and I suppose they're very well matched but it could be like you know where somebody is very outgoing and the other person is completely not you know so um I think there's very high expectations of the the relationship continuing as it was, but nothing stays the same. I mean, everything evolves. So it's not, it's not uh, you know, I think this is a time for new opportunities and her friends should probably think about doing something different. If they can't be together day and night, um, you're in, you're out. Of course, yeah. You know, so I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> I think maybe there's a comfort zone for her friend, but she definitely seems to be lacking in confidence. I mean, going out on a night with other people and then becoming mute and kind of sulking is not a good look for either her or her friend. And I would be afraid that the the new range of friends they would have would kind of see that there's an exclusivity with with the the girl that's very clingy. Um, and the, it might just become problematic. She should have a chat with her about the fact that they need to have separate friends, they need to do different things and it doesn't make a difference to their friendship. But, you know, there, there's... And, and I would also think that when they do go to college, there, there will always be counsellors in mm. the college and, you know, she might need to go and have a chat with her about some sort of direction she can take. But, um, you know, the fact that... You know, she didn't speak to anyone when she went out and it made the night very uncomfortable. And, um, you know, they they have a very close relationship, but, like, they are not a couple. Yeah, you th- the college would have been an opportunity for them to maybe dilute that sort exactly. of dependency exactly. just but, a, a little bit. But now yeah. they're, they're sharing the same college and, and sharing accommodation. accommodation. Well. You see, I think that's very... It's, it's probably too much and yeah. it would be... It would be better if they had some time where you can, you know, extend your range of friends. You can extend your range of, you know, I mean, I think that they, they if they think about it and if this girl and her mom thinks about it, they need to think about doing different things in her free time instead of being that we'll go for coffee now or yes. we'll go for a milkshake or we'll do whatever. Um you know, that maybe they should have separate things. And also there's a lot of college activities that might one might do knowing the other won't do it. Okay. So, but okay, you know, yeah. so I you mean, get a bit of natural space there. A bit then. of natural yeah. space, and I think it's very, very necessary because when you're very, it, there can be a sense of ownership with friendships yes, sometimes. Of course, yeah. And and if it's anything else, and her friend is gay and deciding that they're a couple, that again is something that would have to be teased out. So, wow, it's, that it's, puts a whole other dynamic. Well, it does, it, but it? it's yeah. always a fact that when somebody is very dependent, it could be. But it, it may not yes. be at all. And what about the mum describing the relationship that was codependent? 
you know. Yeah, so that they were depending on each other. Each, each other, yeah. Yeah, well, it suggests that her, her daughter doesn't see anything too much wrong with yeah. it. But, like, when she did try and extend her range of friends because she got a job working in the summer, um, her friend didn't like it. Mm. But instead of... And, and the girl then did invite her out with them and she sulked all night. So, like... Yeah, but the mum's question to you, Phil, is what can I do? And I'm wondering, uh, she has to tread softly here, has oh, she? Oh, she does have to tread softly, yep. Yeah, she can't be seen to, but all she can say to her is, look, you need to have some separate interests. Um, it's not all about, you know, staying friends and nurturing the friendship. The friendship is there. It's been there a long time. Mm. So um, I don't think the mother should overstate things here. She should just let things flow for a while. But if there's this kind of ownership with the other girl, um, her daughter is going to see that too. Yeah, it's interesting. Because they're getting maturer all the time. Are friendships among women, are they stronger than men? Because I couldn't see men having that issue, you know, of it being so... Well, I don't think... You see, men are... (laughs) They're less emotional than women anyway. They don't, you know. I, I, I'll plead the fifth. On that. Yeah, yeah well, do you know, they're what they are, and yeah. and women can women are subject to all sorts of cycles and crack. It's just, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can be in the jigs for two weeks, and yeah. then you could be in great form. And look, it's it's just something I think that they need to tease out themselves. Okay. Mum shouldn't worry over much about it. Um, there is like she did let her daughter apply to the same college and all the rest of it. It's not let what they want it or mm. whatever. But yeah, I think mum should, uh, you know, she should maybe, it's ex- it's really important to expand their circle of friends. Yeah. Well, it might sort of fix itself in, in, in college, oh, as you might. say, with the um, expanson of friendships. Yeah, and various but it does seem to have become a bit obsessive, you know. All right, the third one then. Dear Phil, my friend is getting married next April, so she has really revved up uh, preparations for her big day. We're part of a big group of friends, about nine of us, and uh, the bride has said that she couldn't pick just a couple of bridesmaids between us, so she wants us all to be bridesmaids. I think it's a lovely idea, even if we all will look a bit crowded in the church and in uh, pictures. But the thing is, the bride says that because she has so many bridesmaids, she just won't be able to afford dresses for all of us. So she's asked us to purchase our own dresses. She's given given us a few options to choose from and says if there's a consensus between us, uh, she's happy to go with whatever. The problem is, a few of us are a bit put out that we have to buy our own dresses. It will add to the cost of the day because I'm thinking if I'm a bridesmaid, I need to put uh, more money in the envelope. And it also means that we won't be able to get our hair and makeup done as a gift from the bride. And uh, this uh, listener goes on to say she has said that we can do that ourselves too, but uh, with pre-approved hairstyles and then turn up ready to go at her house the morning of the wedding. I feel we're all being cheated out of the nice part of being a bridesmaid and by her trying to save some money she's piling the cost on us Uh, there are two other girls who have expressed uh, their annoyance uh, with it as well I'm not sure what the others think should we all get together and see if we all feel the same or do we just suck it up Definitely mm. not sucking it up, actually. This one sounds like a bit of a bridezilla, you know, yeah. where everything is about her and it's not. Um, they should have a meeting, actually, and they should. And nine bridesmaids is a ridiculous That's amount. crazy, isn't um, it? Absolutely. And the very, like, I mean, you're talking the costs for getting a dress that you're not ever probably going to wear again. Yeah. Because bridesmaids' dresses are bridesmaidy. Aren't and what, they? what kind of money are we talking? I mean, is it, sure. how, how, how long is a Look, piece of string? Look, you, you could probably get a, a very nice dress, 
but you're not going to get a, a bridesmaid quality dress for I suppose at the very minimum I would say probably a hundred euro mm. um, and they can go up all the way they right. can go up all the way so it can be very bad so I would say that cost is going to be a huge factor on this it is the bride's big day um, one thing I was a little confused about she said it means we won't be able to get our hair and makeup done as a gift from the bride why would the bride be paying for someone else's hair and makeup actually that, that's not a, a that's thing, not a thing okay. no well it's right. not I didn't know it was a thing no well I I, oh, no, I stand I corrected if they, if right. they can write into us now and tell us that we're all wrong right, right. Is it, maybe listeners can help us with that 0833 has that become a thing that the, the bride pays for the, the hair and beauty and stuff I, I would have imagined that if someone agrees to be a bridesmaid, but I think when there's someone not being able to make up their mind, I think that perhaps she might want to say to them, lads, this is going to be so expensive and all the rest of it, and I'm just going to pick two and I'm going to pick put them all in a hat and just pick two bridesmaids out, or one bridesmaid. Mm. She doesn't need a big... She'll be like, you know... Um, anyway, I think it would be just ridiculous to have that many bridesmaids. The hair and the makeup thing, I, I think moving you know, there's a huge cost with wedding pack packages and everything is packaged now as a kind of a part of a wedding. But there are aspects of weddings now that are kind of gone so ridiculous that like there's people buying a gift for the bridesmaid and, you know, you give this much money and you do this much. And, I, you know, people want to give money and that's fine. And the day of getting 69 kettles is gone, like for people, which is so I believe, fortunate. Yeah. yeah. But um, wedding packages are, they're marketed to extract as much money as possible and they have monetized every aspect of it. So this girl, I think, might have been throwing out, uh, uh, you know, throwing it out there that I can't decide. And by the way, this will be the cost. And by the way, you'll have to do that and you'll have to do that and you'll have to do this. I think that probably the bride has realised and, oh, gee, you know, nine bridesmaids would be ridiculous. They're not going to have nine best men. And no, that's that's for certain, I would imagine. But I, I'm just adding up the cost here in my head. I mean, they probably would have to give at least €250 Euro of a kind of a, a gift. Would 300 they? yeah, yeah, 300. yeah. Would, yeah. And the 100 for the dress at the basic cost. Yeah, and, and then hair and, and makeup is going to be another thing. And, and accommodation. If it's a, if, and, and because the bride is insisting that it's a specific style. Now, oh, yeah, I mean, that'd I be very that. bad if it was me because what style can I have except Spike? Are not spike. spike. Spike is good, but but it, oh, that's what she means that there's a a particular hairstyle. Yeah, that she, so she probably wants them all with up styles or something, which again is that that won't oh, suit everybody. So I, I, honest to God, the idea of seeing nine bridesmaids walking in after a bride is just the idea of it is. It, it it doesn't flow for me, yes. you know, and I think as well that it would kind of ridicule the the wedding to an extent. Um, uh, Martina was on to say I was a bridesmaid twice and yes my hair and makeup were paid for but uh, uh, but I did my own makeup in in the end yeah I thought uh, does the uh, makeup person not go to the house now or is it, you see it depends that? what works for people course, Fran. Yeah, you know course. and a lot of people are very 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 expert at putting on their own makeup now because there's tu tutorials you can look at and it tells you where to put the blush and the highlighter and all the rest but all you need to do is be able to see what's blusher and what's highlighter because if you put them on the wrong way around you will look like a feckin' corpse. 
<laughs> I can imagine somebody else saying, yes, the bride pays for the hair and makeup. I got married uh, 18 years ago and I paid for it all. So there you go. It seems to be a bit Yeah, of a, I didn't I didn't know that was a thing, a but thing I married anyway. so long now that I just cannot remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But I mean, it does. I mean... You know, somebody said me to me before that being asked to, to be a guest at a wedding now is like getting a summons in the door. Oh, but yeah. to, be, to be asked to be bridesmaid uh, must be... <clears throat> the idea that I think she might have asked for, that I can't make up my mind and they should now sit down and say, listen, nine is going to be ridiculous. <clears throat> so would you consider one or two put the names in a hat and you're just thinking please don't let me come out of that. Please, please, You know, please because there's, there's work to be done as well on there. But now it's enjoyable. Weddings are very yeah. enjoyable for a lot of people but they're not enjoyable for people that have to be on show holding yourself in. You know yourself. It's just one of those things that are just you could do without holding it. Holding like. yourself in. Ah, you know. Like, yeah, you know. It's a top table job and in the view of everyone else. Yes, but anyway, I know. I, a, it's not simple. This yeah. is not simple. But, you know, if she thinks about it and what it might look like and if they're, they're, I, they can be very elegant dresses and sheets and stuff like that and they can look absolutely gorgeous and if they're them big balloon dresses then you're going to be talking about where are they all going to the, fit. The one bit of advice that I would be patronising enough to give is that in the event of there being entertainment there at the thing, I've come across this so many times, make sure the bridesmaids are not out the back having a fag and a drink when they should be getting people out onto the dance floor and making sure that night flows extremely well. I don't know how many times I came across that playing for weddings that people won't go out on the floor because the bridesmaids are outside and they're not bothering with everybody. They have a job to do, haven't they? They have a job, but you know what um, Fran, I think I think the way we did weddings, now this is going to be a little bit controversial, but I think how weddings were done during the COVID, that they were great. There, My son was at a wedding and... Smaller, there was, you mean? Phil, there was 14 yeah, sitting around yeah, yeah, the table yeah. and they had just such a lovely, lovely wedding because the, the nature of the beast at the time was you can't have this money and you can't yeah. have that money and it saved them a fortune and people were relieved. But I'm not trying to downdo the, the wedding business mm. and people making their living from, from providing wedding services and that. But now there's another so many options. And really, I suppose, there's there's a protocol to be followed uh, in terms of how the bride is treated and what the bridesmaids do and when they're supposed to assist her with, you yes. know, her veil and fixing things and, and the flowers right and, you know, helping her if she has one of those big hoopy dresses to get in and out of the bathroom and <laughs> You, you know, it's like it, it's there's a lot of yeah. brunt work involved in it. I can tell you, but it's um, it's like the idea that she would think that nine bridesmaids is okay, yeah. and unless you so know, ditch at least eight. I would ditch eight <laughs> yeah, for certain. All right, Phil, it's always a pleasure. Thanks very much uh, indeed. We'll give you Thank an opportunity you, to have your views on at least some of those letters as well, because we'll have them on our social media platforms a little later on. It's eleven twenty-eight right now. Back in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie